What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkingSpill.com. And on this episode, we're doing a hashtag this spill segment. And this is a really fun segment because it's pretty much like a free masterclass with an expert of my choice that I have found and that I know and that I adore and that I admire who's got some sort of knowledge or expertise in some field, topic, industry, or area. Now, this week, this is an important episode because this particular guest was actually on my old show. If you remember, if you're like an OG with my podcasting life, you know I had another show before Network and Spill, and I actually had my How Did We Meet segment on there. And I had a few people on that on that segment before I switched to Network and Spill, and this particular guest was on that show. And so I am so excited to have her on this show to talk about something totally different. We'll talk about how we met briefly, but this is going to be all about astrology and business and in life and how to make sure you're making the right decisions to include finding the right astrologist or spiritual healer, somebody that you can work with that can help guide you through this thing called life. Now, this guest, she can be found on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Her name is Mrs. Carrie Myers-Taylor. Her IG handle is self Carry, and that's Carrie with a K, FYI. So self K Carry. Just K, right? The K. There's a K in Carrie, not a C, not a C like the movie, like a K. And then her YouTube channel and her Facebook are, are the same name, which is KM Taylor Astrology and Wellness. So you can find her YouTube videos. She's got some videos there and she's on Facebook and she's fairly active on pretty much all the social media platforms, giving information and posting stuff, which I really enjoy because I feel like it's important to have a 411 or somebody in your social circle who can tell you and sort of tip you off to what's going on right now in the world as, as far as like astrology is concerned. So definitely make sure you follow her and her website, which we will get into momentarily, just recently relaunched and it is km-taylor.com. So again, that's cam-taylor.com and all of this will be in the show notes. So no worries. You can go to the show notes, click on everything. It will take you directly to all of this. Super simple. But I'd like to welcome you, Miss Carrie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yeah. So you were on the show a while back and we talked about how we met. Um, so let's briefly dive into that before we get started. So we met... <laughs> we met it was about three three four years ago yeah yeah in San Diego we were doing a business business coaching retreat um and uh I think we were the POCs where we, <laughs> we, we were it like literally two <laughs> of like what the 60 something 50 something yeah, people something like that yeah I think it was us that was it um yeah and you were so this is what was awesome about Whitney is that like I hadn't been down. I, I was coming down from San Francisco and um, she literally came and picked me up from the the airport in this ridiculously cute hot car. <laughs> and she's like, and then I was like, I got to go find like some food. You know, I need to get some groceries for the week because I'm such a health person. So I always like stash. She takes me to Trader Joe's 
so I can do my grocery shopping. She drops me off at the Airbnb where I was staying. And then, and then throughout the week, you continued to be like, I remember once I was running late for one of the seminars and I was, and you were like, which street are you on? I'm coming. And it was, it was like, it was like a, like, you know, some sort of video game where all of a sudden this car, this beautiful supercar <laughs> comes out of nowhere. So it's just, it's just, it's just kind of just a story to kind of illuminate just how awesome you are, Whitney, and how you just like show up and you just, you show up and you show out, you know? <laughs> And I think you even drove me to the airport and you were sick. Oh my God, that's right. It was like raining in San Diego and you were like, let's go have brunch and then I'm going to take you around. And my flight wasn't even until the afternoon and you were just awesome and amazing. So thank you. I do remember that. Yeah, Yeah. it never rains and it it rained that weekend, Um, but we did have a good time. And so we were in a mastermind group and we had like an in-person retreat uh, where we got together in San Diego for that. And it was it was really good. I mean, we met a lot of people, we networked, et cetera, but we have stayed in contact since then. I mean, that was, I want to say 2015, 2016, into 2016, maybe it was 2015. I don't remember, but- It was 20, beginning of 2016. You know, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you just connect with people and you stay connected. And we were accountability partners for a really long time um, mm-hmm. through that mastermind program and then afterwards. And when I met you, you were originally doing sort of self-care coaching, if I remember correctly. And then yeah. that became like your bread and butter. You were getting clients, helping them with self-care, with wellness, with eating. And, and just all of that comes up because you had such a transformational story yourself and how you were able to make the foods that were right for you and figure out what, you know, nourished you the most and then how to cook these foods and talk about them and then help and encourage other people to get healthy. And so they can show up in their business, so they can show up in their relationships, so they can show up in life as the best version of themselves. And now we've sort of t- eclipsed. Is that like a <laughs> Ooh, I, sort I of eclipsed? <laughs> I love that into astrology. So tell me a little bit about that transition. Well, you know, I'd been studying astrology for a while just on the DL because I am just a very pragmatic and practical person. And I was just like, I'm not going to let anyone else know that I'm studying this thing. Um, But there did come a time when I was doing my health coaching, and I still do that um, with some clients, but there there came a time when when, um, it's like you have to deal with the person and not just the strategy. You know, you have to start being like, okay, I can give you the food. I can give you the exercise. I can give you what has worked before, but I got to start working with you because there are some places they would start to sabotage themselves. They would just not show up. They, they would go back into old stories. And, um, and I was so committed to um, seeing them get the results they'd wanted their whole lives to get, um, that I started on the DL looking at their astrology charts, their birth charts, um, to try to give, get some insight into this person that I was working with, um, and how to help them in a deeper way. And, and really astrology is kind of a, it's a life map. I call it a life hack, to be honest, because it gives us insight into our perceptions of ourselves as well, as well as the world around us our blind spots, and also our gifts. Um, So in working with someone's astrology chart, I'm able to say, oh, this person might be an emotional eater. 
which means that they have to be handled in a certain way around their food. They have to have some emotional support. Or this person has a history of um, having to exercise way too much as a child and that being used as some sort of you know, punishment. And so this is why they're having an aversion to this. So I've got to make their exercise something fun and recreational that they don't actually think is um, exercise. And so these are all little clues and breadcrumbs that you can find in an astrology chart. And I started to apply it to my business. And, and as I did that, um, one, my clientele kind of exploded a little bit. Um, and also I could be able to kind of feel like, um, I, I, well, I was able to give people more personalized um, instruction. And then um, I started seeing how, oh, this is like how you do your, I always say how you do your business is how you do your life. If your health is in order, so many other things started to show up in their life that was like, oh, well this, I should take a look at this. I should take a look at this relationship. I should take a look at this business. And I started just extending my astrology from just their, um, their health to the, all the other aspects of their life as well. Yeah. And I think it's important, as like you said, to make sure that we have some sort of balance because I agree. They say how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's the other side of that, right? Of that like quote. And it's, it's definitely true. I think, you know, when I'm not showing up in my life in some way, shape or form, my relationships are not getting the attention they deserve, or I'm not taking care of myself, or I'm not eating right, or I'm not going to the gym or whatever. It definitely trickles into business because you end, you end up skimping somewhere else. Um, and it is nice to have some sort of like, hey, this is kind of how your personality is and the things that you sort of just naturally go to. Because a lot of times we don't know we're doing it. We're just doing stuff. And we're like, yeah, no, this is totally working, even though it's definitely not working. <laughs> um, and we need that outside party to come in and help us. So yeah, that makes that makes absolute sense. So with astrology, I mean, who is your typical client? Who are you working with or wanting to work with more now? So interesting because I really do feel like there needs to be more astrologers because they're just there. We need people. We need, everybody needs to have, find their medicine person, the person that gives them the medicine and the way that they need to receive it to be able to prosper. And so my, uh, my particular, like I mentioned, I'm a very pragmatic and, um, um, and practical individual. And I come from an entrepreneurial background. I come from a film and television um, and video producing background, which means a lot of the way that I present myself is through the lens of a business owner, um, an entrepreneur, or somebody who has ambition and who has um, come here to create something, right? So of course, the clients that are really drawn to me are people, they tend to be CEOs, they tend to be venture capitalists, they tend to be people who are um, entrepreneurs, who are putting things out into the world. So that tends to be my client um, first. Um, I don't, I am not as, uh, I don't tend to get, like there are different types of astrologers that are, I would say, more esoteric and the, and their delivery of things. And then they have clients that are really interested in, in learning things that way and that type of delivery. But mine is much more direct. It's much more applicable. It's much more about like planning for the future and using this information to guide you through the landmines, you know? Um, and, and so my clients tend to be more business oriented, um, but also because a healthy business is, is, it is literally an, an entity. It's a part of you that needs to be taken care of. So my clients are also interested in the health 
part. There's also medical and health astrology that I do. My clients are also interested in like, they tend to be world travelers and take their business all over the world. And so I also uh, do relocation and travel astrology, which talks about the geographical places in the world that line up with your energy. So I, uh, and then of course, because most, most clients, all high clients are human, they have relationships And so I had to pull in relationships astrology, you know, because your relationship is absolutely going to affect your business um, and the way that you conduct it, Um, your relationship with yourself, with your family, with your friends, with your romantic partners. So that, that I'd say that my clients tend to start off being like these rather ambitious individuals, but because they're humans, we also tap across all these other parts to relationships and his and health and and, uh, and travel and all that other stuff as well. So when we're talking about, you mentioned, I guess, having that path. A lot of us are scheduling things. We're trying to make the right decisions at the right times. I know if, if anybody is listening is like me, you know about Mercury Retrograde. And sure. you've known about it for a while now. And you're a little privy to some of what it means. This is what I know about Mercury Retrograde. I know that technology, technology is typically a, a hot mess during that time. It's the time when you break your phone, you lose things, your printer stops working, like you can't get the app to it. Like it's not, nothing's functioning technology wise. Um, And I also read that like making decisions, like business going into contracts and stuff like that is a rough thing to do. So I'm just trying to, (laughs) I'm just trying to make it easier. We know that Mercury retrograde happens every so often, but it sometimes feels like it happens a lot. So I know we right now are recording this. We're recording this in the middle of August of 2019. And you may be listening to this in September, in October, in November, maybe even in 2020. And I want to make sure the guests have some sort of understanding of what's going on right now in the next like few months to maybe like just a year high level. So take us through maybe the rest of 2019 um, for business suggestions or just what it's going to look like from an astrology point of view and how we can apply that moving mm-hmm. forward. Yes, absolutely. This is the, this actually, you know, you were talking about Mercury retrograde being like, it seems like it's always happening. And you're right, actually. Mer- Mercury tends to be in retrograde more than it's actually going direct. Um, and that's because Mercury retrograde is, it, we, we call it a crisis of communication, but it's actually a vacation, that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to, for you to stop and revisit and revise and go back and rethink and, and, and basically stop going so fast. And the way that Mercury does that is by creating challenges and obstacles for, to us getting our information out into the world or receiving information. So, um, and, but really what that's meant to do is like, it's not meant to be a period of like, oh my God, it's meant to be a period of like, ah, maybe I don't need to do this so quickly. Maybe I need to cross those T's and dot those I's. Maybe I need to rethink how emotional that I am being with this email, (laughs) you know, some of these other things. Um, And so I always tell people like, this is kind of a soul spa time, like just like chill. You have, you totally have um, free reign to make mistakes and to, um, and to actually, you know, 
like think before you even make a mistake, you know? So Mercury retrograde is, um, that's really what Mercury retrograde is about, but it, it kind of comes across as a crisis of communication in our modern world that goes very, very quickly, right? So in terms of this year, we've had quite a few retrogrades, but because of the types, the signs that the retrogrades were in, that's, this is why they affected us so much and why it seemed like such a big deal this year. We had Mercury retrograde in Pisces, and in Cancer, and a little bit in Leo as well. And, you know, Pisces and Cancer are our water signs. They affect our emotions. And so, obviously, we're going to get way emotional about our communication, and that's why it was such a big deal this year. The Mercury is retrograding in some of the more non-emotional signs. We won't have it be such a big deal. Um, but what's going on this, this, this year, everything that's been going on this year, and I don't know if you've been feeling this, Whitney, but it's like, um, it almost feels like um, preparation for something. Um, and, and, and that's, that's really what's been going on. This, this is, it's not like this has been like a, a dud year, but this whole year has been about preparing for 2020. Um, 2019 has not necessarily been about moving forward at all. It's been about rethinking where you're going, who you are, and then going, then like getting very solid about who you want to become when 2020 um, lands next year. So we had a couple of things in place already that were already happening before 2019. Um, and I don't want to get super heady with the, with the astrology, but we, we've, been, we've been dealing probably since about 2008, we've been dealing with kind of a crisis of our institutions. Um, and that's been like um, the falling down of like, uh, say, our housing crisis that happened right about then, the bank bailouts. We've had all of our institutions, that means our higher learning, our universities have seen some controversy. You know, our religions for sure have seen some controversy. Really, all of that was about was kind of making us take a step back and say, do you see the, the institutions that you have created in the 20th century? Are they working for you? Are they, are they, um, will they bring you into the next century? You know, what, what needs to be revised and what needs to crumble down? Okay. And so this 2019 was all about and is all about that question over and over again. Um, the Capricorn energy, which is what I'm talking about here, Pluto and Capricorn, it means a transformation of, um, of what we know to be success what we know to be uh, our career, you know, our public persona, all those things are coming into question um, because where we're going, oh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to become a little less connected to like corporations defining us or um, things outside of us. It's almost like we're going to have to become our own little corporations. Um, so we're, we're, that's what, we, what was happening even before we got into 2019, but it's certainly been happening and it will continue to happen for a number of years. Um, and then we're also, we also are, so we're seeing kind of the crumbling down of our institutions and, and what we know to be a success. Um, and then we also had something come in last year that will be with us for seven years and that's called Uranus and Taurus. And that's basically taking something we, we want to be liberated from our societal structures. And you might've been feeling this yourself, like, you know, just having friends around you that suddenly are like, I'm tired of doing this thing or being this thing. I want to do something different. I want to be free. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be doing this business anymore. I don't want to be, you know, just, just like freedom. 
Um, and then there's also that kind of fear, right? Because this is our stability and our security. These are the things that, you know, our parents told us, you, you go out into the world, you go get a good education, you get a good job, you get a partner, you have some kids, you know, you're all set as long as you do these things. Well, that's the very thing that's crumbling down for us, this, these ideas of traditions of what we were supposed to be. So we're seeing a lot of um, this whole year, we had three retrogrades this summer in Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. And each of those was were, were kind of holding us back from moving forward. And I know a lot of people have, uh, a lot of my clients have said that to me as well. Like, I just feel like I'm on the verge of something and I cannot move. I cannot move it out. And it's like, because you're what you were on the verge of was an old idea. You got to move on to the new one. So just recently, we had our our lunar eclipse. Um, And a lunar eclipse uh, is always, you may have heard about it. It was like, ah, the lunar eclipse, you know. A lunar eclipse is always about the ending of something and the beginning of something else. And because our lunar eclipse was um, in Capricorn and Cancer, this means the Capricorn energy, the end of who you were supposed to be, who you were brought up to be, who your parents brought you up to be, the end of that and the beginning of who you actually are, the beginning of the heart-centered, meaningful, purposeful individual. And I've seen this with my clients, oh my God, hands down this year, every one of them coming to me saying, I want my life to have some meaning. I don't want to just be checking off these boxes anymore. I want my career to match up with my purpose. What is my purpose, by the way? <laughs> like, um, you know, like all of this discussion, this is what had, this is what 2019 was about, was figuring out uh, where you're going. You know, what are this, what's the flag that you want to plant next? Because the old flag, the ship has sailed, you know, and we're kind of seeing this in politics, right? Like people keep returning back to old things because they're so afraid of where we might be going um, and not having a, a blueprint or a, a plan for that, okay? So all of this, it's, you're meant to be very introspective this year. Now, what's happening for the last, um, the last period of the year is that this lunar eclipse that we just had, um, it, it, the ramifications of the lunar eclipse go on for six months. So this is basically, we won't see a fruition of this energy for six months. So really what we're going to be in the, is this nostalgic holding pattern. People are going to keep, they're going to be like, oh, I want to go do that thing. I want to be that thing. But, ah. Uh, it's so hard to change. You know, I need to go back to what I know. It's going to be this seesaw all fall. Okay. And what's interesting is that we're going to, you know, fall is the time of nostalgia. This is when all of our holidays, this is when people see their families, they revisit um, the old versions of themselves. Um, And so we'll have many opportunities to kind of, to be very nostalgic about the way things used to be, but also feel that little bit of like energy, like, yes, I'm ready for things to move on to, to what they could be. Um, So we just had Jupiter uh, turn direct. Jupiter's been in retrograde all summer and Jupiter represents expansion and optimism you know, um, at the beginning of the year, Jupiter was direct and you probably felt that Whitney, like everybody was like, I want to break free. Like, this is my year. I'm doing this, you know? And it was especially interesting because we came from such a dark year last year, right? There were so many skeletons that came out of the closet, both personally and politically and, and just everything. It was just like, 
you know, celebrities going to jail, you know, it was like, you know, things, people you never thought in a million years you would, would do some, some of these, some certain things. And here we go. Wow. So we came, but then we came into to 2019, like, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm go, I'm traveling. I'm getting out there. I'm doing my thing. And then right around April is when Jupiter went into retrograde. And some of that optimism started to like wane a little bit. We started going, Oh, can I really do that? Um, I don't know. Like I, I, you, we started sabotaging our own success. We started have some of that doubt kept creeping back in. And of course we saw so much happen in the political arena that just made us frankly depressed all summer. <laughs> um, and so that was Jupiter retrograde. But then on Sunday, this, this past Sunday, Jupiter went direct again. And this, what we're feeling now is this energy it's almost, I call it even a back to school energy because it's very interesting that, that this is the time when kids have been going back to school. And I've been seeing on Facebook, like all my friends' kids are like, first day, you know, one of my friends is first day of high school. I was like, oh, good luck with that, you know? <laughs> but, um, but it's like, yeah, you, we, it's, it's a back to school kind of energy. Like we're ready to get our notebooks. We're ready to like get, just get in there again, you know? I've been feeling it myself, just like I'm ready to get back in the game again. Um, and then on Thursday, uh, this August 15th, which is just two days from now, we're going to have our full moon in Aquarius. And Aquarius is, oh, any full moon is all about expression and expressing yourself and getting it out there. And Aquarius is all about evolution. Aquarius is the energy of let's stop being emotional like cancers. Let's stop being escapist like Pisces. Let's even put our, our ego down, our Leo ego. Get all that out of the way and just do the damn thing. Because at the end of the day, humans are not here just to reproduce and to consume the resources. We're here to evolve the species. And so this is what the full moon in Aquarius is about. How are you going to evolve the species? That's the questions that we're asking ourselves now. And this is what we'll be asking ourselves for the rest of the year. So in terms of the rest of this year, I wish I could tell you that, that there's going to be like, bang, bang, bang. It's not. It's more going to be like what's happening in your head. And what you're going to hear is a lot of people start to, start to express their frustration about, um, the, about letting go letting go basically of who they used to be and, and this excitement and fire about who they could become. And it's, it's needed because when 2020 hits, we're about to see some major shakeups in our financial sectors, some major changes in what we believe uh, to be stability and security, where we are going to see some people lose their jobs, some major companies crumble. We are about to see some, some economy issues show up and, people are going to start moving into that thing. It's kind of like, you know, you have to lose something in order to realize that you were, you were the thing the whole time. Does that make sense? It's like, um, yeah, it's like, you know, I might have to lose my job in order to realize that I am my job, you know, that I can create something. I can build my website. I can put it online. I can sell my own stuff. Um, and so these are kind of the things that we're going to be um, experiencing towards the end of the year. And then finally, Jupiter will enter Capricorn in December. That's probably the next big thing. And what that will be was, will be this optimism, optimism and excitement about business, about each individual person becoming their own business. Over the next six years, we're about to start re 
we're, start to, we're about to start expanding this idea of the gig economy where everybody kind of becomes their own little business. So I really encourage people to take their skills online and start to think of themselves not as a part of a corporation or a skill set that they bring to a job, but rather I am the job, I am the skills, and I am the brand of me. Um, and that's where we're headed. Nice. I, I, I think a lot of that, people listening and myself, we feel a lot of that and we've experienced a lot of that. Um, and I'm also glad that you mentioned the Mercury retrograde part in the beginning and that it's not, you know, a, a, a negative period or anything bad. I think people freak out and they complain because it can be frustrating. Mm. But that's what happens in life, right? When there's a line that slows you down or when there's traffic that slows you down or when there's, you know, somebody crossing the street that slows you down. These things that slow us down typically make us annoyed and irritated. And then, you know, they teach us just to breathe for a second. Like it's not yeah. the end of the world that is going to take us, an, you know, an extra two minutes to do something. Um, and then we can move on, right? And we can yeah. walk and learn from that. So yeah, I think that 2020 is definitely going to be an interesting year. Um, I think a lot of us have been looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, a lot, of, you know, to, to be honest, it's like, it's, uh, certainly there's going to be some, some diff challenges, right? In the, in like, oh, we're going to have to rethink the way we've been doing things, right? But 2020 is also an election year. And so it's also, it's in, in, in the U.S. anyway. And it's, so it's important to understand that the things that are going to occur at the beginning of 2020 are directly going to affect how we show up at the polls at the end of the year. Yep. So make sure you're registered to vote, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I <Yes>. actually just, <laughs> so I just transferred all my stuff from Texas to Virginia. And so that's like one of the first things I'm doing. I'm like, where's the voter registration? I need yeah, it. For you. Give it to me now. <laughs> so I can make sure this is ready so nobody can say anything about, oh, I'm not you. Know, I don't care, <laughs> Whitney, because you know that's how they roll. I know, um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. I think, you know, in general, a lot of us are really just excited for the opportunity to start again. And the new year has such this huge connotation and expectation of new beginnings and a fresh start. So for anybody who has struggled this year, I know you mentioned the summer being kind of rough. And then, you know, April, a lot of us starting to self-doubt our, you know, ideas, our businesses, our plans, whatever it was, right, that we were so excited about in beginning of 2019, you see that. And you see that happen on social media. All of a sudden it goes from, you know, 2019 is going to be my year or whatever, yeah. whatever on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter. And then it starts to like get real quiet. And then we start talking <laughs> about other stuff. And then we start, you know, worrying about other people. And the yes. next, you know, 2019 is, you know, we're at the end of the year, right? Q3, Q4, people are just like, ah. Yeah, 2019 or the, whatever the year is next, right? 2020 is going to be so much better. 2020 is going to be <laughs> real. And sometimes we make jokes about it, but most of the time people are dead serious. Like, no, 2019 ended up not being the way that I thought it would, but mm. 2020 will be. So definitely I want to ask a couple of things about this, but we'll start with as we sort of close out 2019, what are some things that people can do to mm. sort of make sure they are owning the time maximizing whatever planet is in whatever moon <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing the things that they should be doing. Ah, got it. Got it. <laughs> all right. So we all know, we already know that we're about to have a lot of the changes that are about to happen have to do with our institutions and have to do with money, have to do with security and stability, right? So the best thing that we can do is anything that has to do with 
um, getting out of debt, to be honest. Anything that has to do with separating yourself from um, a system. Um, so that's something that, you know, myself and my partner and I did this year because I'm an astrologer and I was like, okay, so I know that this is what was going to need to happen. We focused on, um, paying off our debt this year. Obviously you can't, sometimes you can't pay off all of it. Um, and in fact, you know, some of the larger debts, like say housing or, um, like student loans or even medical debt, like some of that is, um, you, we may see an amnesty period, actually, because some of that is impossible, actually, at the, the state that it is right here. But I, but for people who have, say, credit cards, you know, um, if you have, like, maybe pay down your car, you know, like things like that, get those things in order because we will see the banks um, kind of not know what to do next year <laughs> and um, start, start pulling out some weird rules and things like that that could really affect your day-to-day lifestyle. You know, I, I've even heard one astrologer say that, you know, banks can start to change the rules about how much money that you can take out on a weekly basis. And that obviously is going to really affect your life, you know? So, you know, start, um, focus on how you can separate um, from some of these, you know, dependence on some of these institutions and then getting out of debt. Um, also focus on how, what are this, how do you build, how do you build at home? What is your skill set at home? Like my, I took it like this year, I decided I was going to build these, well, my partner was going to build these planter boxes so I could learn how to grow crops so that I could learn even in my little piece of land that I could learn how to grow food. Um, And on a, not just like, Hey, uh, here's some Yates tomatoes, you know, but like, when do I start my summer crops? When do I start my winter crops? You know, because this actually builds a skill set of yourself. You start going like, what can I actually do? What can I actually build? Not what I can buy, but not what I can pick out from Amazon and have delivered to my house tomorrow. But like, what are my actual survival skills? Um, This is going to become very important because as we go into 2020, people are going to have to start saying, what is the brand of me? What do I bring to, what do I, what skill set do I have besides this job description that I've been given from a company? You know, if I have to show up tomorrow and say what I can do, what is it? What is it going to be? You know, what am I going to contribute? Um, so definitely anything that has to do with paying off debt and getting your finances together um, and, and having a budget and starting to um, get practical. I actually feel like, you know, it's just, it's just not a mistake that we have Marie Kondo has become such a big deal this year and that we've had her, us had her in our lives for the last couple of years since her book became popular. And now her show is popular on Netflix because she, she is an energy that was brought here to uh, change our perspective about what is actually valuable. You know, we are in the, especially in the U S a country of consumption, um, and so we're, we're going to have to curb that enthusiasm <laughs> for consumption where we're going. And so here we have this perfect example of somebody who's teaching us how to, you know, clean out our closets, actually look at stuff and say, is this valuable anymore? Not just like, what can I put on like a hard drive, but like, do I actually need it? Is it actually bringing the right energy into my life? You know, so start to recondo your life. And we're actually going to have a new moon in Virgo coming up next month. And Virgo is basically, I I believe Marie Kondo is a Virgo. Um, But Virgo is all about getting your house in order, basically, you know, cleaning out the cobwebs. So really, I would love people to focus on um, how they can start becoming self-sufficient. And that means in business, but also in relationships, 
you know, autonomy in relationships. How do I stand on my own while also being in relationship with an other? You know, um, this is something that's going to be super big um, for us in 2020 as well. So, yeah, I don't want to throw too much at you. <laughs> that works. Yeah. That works. Yeah. And it's funny, my mom, if she listens to this episode, she's going to, this is where she would elbow me. Um, <laughs> She's been talking about, you know, budgeting and and setting up this plan. And she's like a whiz at Excel and Mm. able to show you like how, how you can set up your budget in a way where you can sort of plan out like the date of which you'll be finished paintings. And like, she's got this whole like tracker. Yeah. She's real fancy. Is she a Virgo? Um, She's, I think Scorpio. She's November 9, I think. Oh yeah. She's a Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) She loves Excel and I'm like, <laughs> like, why? And she's really good at it, but she yeah. was, you know, trying to help me sort of grasp the idea of what it would look like and how to budget differently mm-hmm. than I have in the past. Cause I'm very traditional. If I have a notebook or receipt at <laughs> uh, the back of a receipt um, or like some postage that came in the back of that and a pen, I will budget there and I'll keep it moving. And yeah. that kind of helps give me my sort of understanding of what I need to do. But yeah, she's way better at organizing that. And that's my plan. The last you know few months of this year is to organize money. And that's been, it's so funny that you mentioned that. So she would totally be like, hey, listen, because this is exactly what she's been preaching. I mean, she preaches it a lot, but just, you know, as you step into new things, you mentioned also kind of teeter-tottering between the old and the new, what we've done, what we've been doing, and then what we're kind of stepping into, whether that be job things, occupational things, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I see happening as well. Um, As I go into some more old cybersecurity stuff while I'm still dabbling in other things. Uh And um, yeah, you've got to be prepared. I think it's important for that um, autonomy for sure. And being able to own your power and, and be self-sufficient is, is super important. Yes. And, and on the, and also in addition on the, the money idea too, um, if you have investments or anything like that, um, it's important to diversify them now. Um, and, and also to start entertaining, if you have not already, the ideas of cryptocurrencies and different types of currency, um, because we are about to see currency become very different you know, we, we may not be working with the dollar anymore. We may be working with, you know, gold and silver and so many other things. So just start to get the mind. Um, um, and maybe if you have investments, start to talk to your financial planner about how you can diversify them and not have them all just in one spot. Okay, cool. And I will be doing, just as an FYI, I will be having somebody on the show specifically to talk about budgeting. So ah. stay tuned for that. Make sure you're here for that. Um, I'm actually booking interviews for that um, and just for other episodes. So she'll be on. I have someone specifically coming to speak on that because I want people to get ready for the holidays and to be able to prepare. Because if they're anything like myself, they wait till the last minute and they're like, uh, okay, how much am I allotting for gifts? Cool. <laughs> Me too. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The end of the year, I'm just like, oh, how many people do I know? Yep. Damn it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm trying to like, be ahead of the curve there and help people bring on somebody who can help people figure out a budget prior to that OMG. It's like <laughs> December time of year that apparently I'm not alone in, which you know <laughs> nope. makes it go a little better. Um, but yeah, so we'll be talking about budgeting soon. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, as far as you know, booking readings, I've had, you know, just random readings throughout my life, whether it was, I stopped into, um, you know, one of the hippy dippy stores in Palm Springs one weekend, or I actually sat down with somebody, you know, I had some readings in New York. I've, I've had readings, you know, randomly throughout my adult life. And I'm very curious when somebody comes to you and it's, or you meet somebody who's looking for an astrologist or some sort of guidance or an energy healer or somebody to work with them, what do you recommend they look for in somebody so that they know they're making the right decision, that they can trust this person, Mm -hmm. that this person isn't just like, you know, making stuff up or is saying what they think or, you know what I mean? Like, how do you choose the right person? That's a great question. No, really, you know, because uh, honestly, we don't have a lot of that in our society. Everybody just kind of goes to Yelp, you know, um, but we don't have a lot of like, you know, the advice. How do you get, you know, how do you, how do you choose something? Um, I, I, first and foremost, I think whenever you're choosing somebody who's going to be working with this, this kind of, these, these kind of, uh, you know, tarot or anything is more of an intuitive art, um, you got to choose someone that speaks your language. I don't know how many times I've had clients come to me who are like, I've been to so many astrologers and at the end of it, I don't know what they said, you know, (laughs) like I never, it never connected with me and, and they just kept going, you know? And it's like, no, if you, you, you got to go with the person that says, um, who asks you questions, um, who says, is this resonating with you? You know, like, and it's an interactive thing. And whenever I'm with my clients, I'm always like, is this resonating with you? Tell me, because I want to make you understand how you can use your own chart. I want you to have the results you're looking for. So make sure you're, you're speaking to someone who's not just talking at you, but also wanting to speak to you, engage with you, get feedback from you, um, is, it gets you involved in your own growth, okay? Um, the other thing is you always want to... Um, recommendations are like most of the, most of my clients are people who've been recommended. And I have ongoing clients. I do um, one-off readings, but I also have ongoing clients that I've had for over a year now um, who I meet with on a regular basis. And we work on specific, uh, we work on specific parts of their chart that need healing or need, or manifest or work with a certain transit that they need to take advantage of this energy. and, And I'm there to support them in doing that. Um, so you also want to talk to people like, and say, you know, ask people, who have you been to? What was the experience that you had with that person? Um, I, and I also think, um, I think it's important to listen to podcasts, um, because I've been, I, I've had a number of people come to me saying that they've heard me on podcasts or they've heard other people on podcasts. And you, you know, this, this medium allows us to, um, create a relationship. You get to literally engage with someone in their voice and the way that they, um, deliver information and the way that they engage. And, um, and, but I also would say, um, there is this thing with astrology because astrology is an old earth science and, there are people, me personally, I feel like it's, it needs, it needs to be constantly updated. So we, there are people that we, who have been doing it for decades. I mean, I just went to see an astrologer at a astrology conference earlier this year, who's been, you know, 50 years at this point. Right. Um, But it's important to work with someone who is interpreting for the now, right. 
because we're talk we're we're in a time when you can't just be like this is female this is male there's different there's different genders there's different interpretations there's um different identities and we need to be able to always be updating for the times so work with an astrologer who is doing that not just to go to the astrologer that your mom went to you know make sure it's somebody that is always um, interpreting for the new times and not just stuck in the old times solid advice and i also think you know podcasts are great ways to find a lot of people in referrals I think too, we ask, you know, Facebook has that feature asking for recommendations and you can ask people who are in your social circle who they're going to. And, you know, because we're not always talking about every single thing we're doing. Now we do have those friends on social media who are, (laughs) but most of us are not talking about every single thing or, you know, every single person that we're working with and spending time with and and whatnot. So definitely doesn't hurt to ask. So, um, okay, group. I think that's great. Now your website has on there the different types of readings that you do mm-hmm. as well as your social media and like your blog information and your YouTube videos are on there. So where do you recommend people go if they want to learn more about you and the type of work that might fit them? Mm-hmm. Well, I, the website is my little labor of love this year because I really wanted a place where people could go online to really under have an understanding of what I offer. And it wasn't just little posts on Instagram or little bit, bits of information here and there. Um, it was like a full, you know, full offering. So if you go to my website and you go to the offerings page, you'll understand that the six different types of readings that I offer, um, there's full birth chart readings. Um, and there's a, there's also, I call it a soul business astrology reading. That's a specifically for entrepreneurs or people who are transitioning in their career. Um, um, then I also do medical astrology, which is I'm able to, each sign of the Zodiac is connected to different body parts and different organs in the body and being able to, I've helped a number of people be able to really um, holistically completely change the course of their body or their even their illness um, through getting in touch with their zodiac makeup. Um, and so I have an astral health reading that I offer. Um, and then I also have a reading for um, people who are relocating. I have had a number of people who are retiring and they're like, I can no longer, I cannot retire in this country. It's too expensive. <laughs> you know, people who've never left their block that they grew up on or were even born on. We're looking for the other places in the planet that would align with what they want to do next with their life. And that would be an astro map reading. And then finally, I do sinistry readings, which is the reading for an innocent of two people. It's the, I call it the anatomy of a relationship, whether that's a romantic or a family member or a business colleague. And I also do readings for businesses. I've done readings for um, teams, you know, people like a company that hires me to do the astrological makeup for everyone on their team so they can have an understanding of how to work best together with some of the blind spots and some of the weaknesses, but also some of the gifts each of them carry and how they can, can work with that. So it's kind of a whole life I call it life hack strategy, um, astrology, <laughs> um, and then empowering people to be able to take advantage of those gifts once they see them. Uh, but you can find all of that on my website. 
Um, there's also a couple of podcasts that I've been on, and, and I also am going to be launching my own podcast there um, this fall. So um, there's much more to come. And I also, um, I'm, I'm already offering digital products on my website to help people in the meantime, in between their meet, in between their readings with me, they can also get manifestation meditations and a number of other products as well. Sweet. And that is the km-taylor.com website. Yeah. Um, just as an FYI. Okay, cool. So um, I want to talk a little bit more before we close out on just some of the things that excite you about astrology and working with, you know, the planets and stuff like that. So if someone were to book any of those readings, um, depending on where they're at in life, mm-hmm. you know, what should they expect and what makes you excited about having or seeing somebody come on and like booking one of the readings the most. So funny. I feel like you're like in my house or something <laughs> because whenever I see, cause you know, someone will book through the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have clients that are international and national and I do most of my readings live online um, through zoom or, or via video. Um, whenever I see that in my email that someone has booked a session, I just kind of light up. I'm excited because because they showed up, it, you know, it's, it's an energetic thing. It's like, you know, when someone is tapped in and they're like, they're, they're seeking greater knowledge and they showed up and they did the 1% and now I get to do the 99, you know? And what it's exciting is that when I open up somebody's astrological chart, I'm literally able to see the things that have happened to them in their life and also the things that could be happening in their life and also the ways they may be sabotaging themselves and also the gifts that they may not be taking advantage of. I could also, I could see what lessons they're in the middle of learning and when that lesson will be over and they'll be moving on to the next class with the next teacher and the next classmates. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's a beautiful blueprint. And I get excited and I'm, it's, I'm very honored and privileged to be able to do that for people to go to basically dive into their life and into their heads and help them interpret some of the things that they're feeling. Um, so that's always exciting for me because I love to get into the psychology of people and, um, and help them coach them um, into overcoming some of those things so they can get onto the business of enjoying their life, um, especially for entrepreneurs, I have to say, because in the astrology chart, you can literally see like when is the best time to launch your next product or launch your business. When is the best time to get into partnership or bring on a partner? When is um, the best time to um, hold back your energy and use it for a a project at another time? How, what is the direction or how should you be directing your energy the most effectively? Um, Even your brand that you can even see that in your astrology. Who's your brand and who's your client? Who's your audience? I mean, it's all right there because it's an extension of you and that's exactly what a business is as well. So um, I, I'm lit up all the time. In fact, I have to like stop sometimes when I t- start talking to people because I start going like, well, what is your sign? And then, oh, I'd love to get in there, you know? And then I start saying, okay, stop, Carrie, <laughs> you know, because I am not the master of the universe. I can't. I can't um, make everything happy for everybody, but um, it's exciting to be able to present people with this little life hack so they don't have to be in such confusion anymore and they can, they can like, get onto the business of evolving and evolving the planet. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah, it is cool. And I remember, so just a little backstory, I was um, asked to be a fellow at this conference last fall mm-hmm. and we went and I got to meet up with with Carrie in person in Oakland. I had never been there and I had been to San Francisco and, you know, kind of, but not really for work and San Jose, but I had not been to Oakland. And so we meet up and I think I had given you my information prior to us meeting up and then... Yeah, I think I did. And then uh-huh. we met up and then you literally sat down and went through like my chart and some of the information there. And you were asking me all these questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting because, you know, again, I, I don't know. I haven't studied astrology like that. Like the only thing I do is I read fortune cookies because, <laughs> and I will occasionally read my horoscope if I happen to see it or something like that. Like it's, it's not something that I've, it's not a modality that I have studied or, or done any research on. And I'm, I'm so intrigued by it because of that, because I don't have that data and information in my brain. And so we sat down and you were able to go through things and then you were able to explain it to me. So I wanted to, because I think on the East coast, there's a lot of people and even in general, there's a lot of people who are like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And they're very hesitant or maybe they're doubtful of using and taking this seriously. I was just listening to a podcast about, you know, they had this intuitive who works with the police departments, you know, sometimes to help solve cases mm-hmm. and how people are like, eh, I don't know, it doesn't seem legit. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't seem legit until it is legit, right? Or until it makes well, yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you can kind of poo-poo it, but when she's right and when she's spot on and when she helps solve the case, then it's like, oh my God, that's so amazing. So I think it's important <laughs> to make sure- I love your voices. <laughs> I think it's very important to make sure we we look at it with this open mind and an open heart and with- some sort of positivity because you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you haven't experienced. So again, mm-hmm. you know, if this is something that intrigues you, I think it's important to look at it from that sort of beginner's mind, that beginner state, because you have a lot of information and insight that could be helpful, even if, you know, it's something completely unrelated to maybe what you went for mm-hmm. the conversation. You went in to talk about your business, but you ended up talking about your relationships, or you went in to talk about your relationships and you ended up talking about your business. You know, you're still being led and given details. And that's what's most important is connecting and getting and being open to getting guidance in your life and really considering this as a legitimate way of of making decisions and being mm-hmm. led. You know, we a lot of us were religious and we look to the Bible, we look to spirit, we look for guides, we you know, rely on our spiritual guides, our ancestors, whatever people are looking at, right? But I think it's important to also be open to adding other modalities and ways of thinking and tools to help guide us in our lives. And you really can use astrology in every aspect of your life to help you make decisions, move forward, maybe, you know, not make certain decisions, mm. et cetera, get over those things that aren't working and that aren't serving your purpose and your, your, your purpose for being on this planet. So I think, you know, I really want people to take astrology seriously and to really consider how this can help them and what it could bring to, to light, right? Because you're not in this alone. A lot of us don't want to go to therapists for nope. a zillion <laughs> different reasons, but we have these things that we're struggling with and that 
you know, we can, I'm not saying that you should go to an astrologist versus going to a therapist. If you need to go to a therapist, please go to a therapist. Yes. That is not the correlation I'm trying to make. The correlation I'm trying to make is if you need support and you're struggling with something and you want to talk to somebody, maybe in addition to a therapist or on a specific issue that doesn't really involve a therapist or doesn't need to, maybe it's not medical, maybe it's just something, you know, business related or whatever, then absolutely consider and be open to an astrologist or somebody like that. So I did want to say that because I think in certain communities, we're not as open to talking about astrology as we should be. And maybe that's just an East coast thing where, mm. you know, we're just super hesitant. We're not as, you know, connected in the same way that a lot of Californians and West coasters are. Um, we're just, you know, you lived in New York, right? You, you know. I lived in New York and I definitely had my fill of, uh, of the, the New York's got some spirituality going on. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but I do have to say, you know, I live over here and majority of my clients are in Silicon, Silicon Valley folks who use astrology uh, to, to grow their businesses, to make decisions that have to do. I mean, presidents have astrologers you know, uh, kings and queens and monarchies had astrologers. So this is just a modern day version of getting uh, um, intuitive guidance that people have been using for for millennia. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important. So if you're interested, definitely check out the website, go to Carrie's page over at at self-carry with a K and, you know, just peruse, get that information. If it feels good, go and maybe PM her or whatever, ask a question. Um, and then what we'll do is maybe when we go live on Instagram, because I like to do those, we'll go live and then we could do something. We can either talk about maybe like a mini reading. We could do something fun. Maybe like- Ooh, a- I like it. Just to show people what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we could just talk about a specific like sign, like Aquarius, because <laughs> that's my sign. <laughs> it, could be sign. it could be any sign. But we could talk about like some of the personality traits or you know who they're great friends with and just something like that. Yeah, um, on the IG live. So if you're listening and it's the week of release, good for you. You're <laughs> on time. You can hop on the live and we'll go live. And then we can even circle back um, and maybe in a couple of months, right before the end of the year and talk oh. a little bit more about, you know, the next moon Venus thing. And oh, I'd love to means, get people right? ready. Yes. Yeah. Let's yes. do that. And then we'll constantly kind of go back to this episode. And once 2020 hits and things are full-blown 2020, we will obviously do a recap um, to make sure people are okay once the year has started. Yes. That sound good? Yeah, I like it. Okay. I like, I like, right. I like structure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, again, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. I know we could talk for quite a bit longer on an array of topics, but mm-hmm. I try to keep these about an hour. So um, I do want people to follow you. Um, when your show does launch in the fall, we will talk about that. We'll promote that. That way people have Thank places it. to go um, to find out more information that we didn't get to get into, right? That's why you could have a whole show talking about all of the amazing things that you want to hit on. Oh, yeah. And that's what that'll be for. So make sure you're subscribed to Network and Spill. Make sure you're telling your friends and sharing this out, especially if you have friends who are in business or who are maybe in those six arenas, right? You need assistance. Definitely share this out. Um, Tell them that Whitney 
from Whitney Danielle or from Network and Spill sent you. When you go to book your call, make sure you mention my name on the call. Maybe Carrie will send me some treats. I don't know. I'm just making (laughs) an affiliate program here. Um, (laughs) Totally kidding. But definitely follow us on social media and make sure you're connected because we will come back and we'll give you the heads up before we do with a recap. And if you have any questions, um, please feel free to send them to us. You've got my email, Whitney at WhitneyDanielle.com. And your email, Carrie, is probably on your website. You have a contact page. Oh, yeah, it's a contact page. It's just hello at km-taylor.com. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And yeah, we'll be back. Have a good one.